founder, we're on a mission to democratize entrepreneurial education and on the way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're working with our students in the community who are deep within the process of building their own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow who have stood where you are and on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you'll have the results like some of the stories we're about to share. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. With that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. Molly here. I'm Founders Community Manager and welcome back to the series From Zero to Founder. Today I'm sitting down with Vanessa who is one of our Start and Scale students who's developed a really unique product uh, in wearable beauty. It's something really really new and she has such great insights around this whole beauty industry and everything else to do with business. Uh, I'm really excited so let's just jump straight in. Hi Vanessa, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Why not start by introducing yourself and telling me a little bit more about your business. Well, thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, my name's Vanessa and my business is Cell Skin. We like to call our product wearable beauty, the first of its kind. So it's basically a product with beauty um, benefits. So it's a garment that you can wear. And particularly at the moment, we've got a product that helps reduce the appearance of cellulite. It's very, very interesting. And when I stumbled across your website, I was so intrigued about this as, you know, there's a big market for creams, there's a big market for, you know, patches and things like that. So when I saw that yours was wearable technology, I was really, really interested and I would love to know more. But before we jump in, what is some of your background before starting Cell Beauty? Um, I started um, actually making wedding dresses a long time ago. So basically on the floor, really learning about kind of the construction of garments. Um, And then from there, I went to product developing everything from baby wear to socks, hosiery. Um, And then about 10 years ago, um, I started a private label business, which I would make product for people like, you know, Country Road and Witchery and um, those type of guys and that I would put um, their label on my product basically. So um, I've always been really keen and into product and product development um, and, you know, where you can go with technologies. Um, and the only thing that I felt like I didn't, kind of know is well how do you start a brand and how do you build brand awareness and um, that sort of thing so that's kind of been my journey and my learnings through business is um, okay so now that I want I've got a great idea and I want to do something with it well how do I get that out to people and how to how do I um, really communicate what we have Mm, That's very unique and I feel like a lot of other people might struggle with the same sort of, you know, challenges when starting a business, but I think your past has definitely helped you be as successful as you are today. And I would love to know more about the backstory of how your first product, the wearable beauty, as you put it, was formulated. How did you think of the idea to, to think of a garment that helps reduce the appearance of cellulite? 
Well, like I said, I've always really been into garment construction and technologies and technology and fibre has moved at a crazy pace, as everybody would know. Like we used to go to the gym and wear a cotton T-shirt. Now, like no one goes to the gym and wears a cotton T-shirt. Everybody's wearing like a dry fit or something that wicks away the sweat. So there's been a lot of progress over the years in technologies in fibres and that's really always interested me in terms of um, building garments and creating new garments and um, I suppose the whole dry fit movement and then you go into like compression and recovery and the understanding that people have how um, fibres and compression can help in different ways um and yeah so it made me have a look at okay so what else can we achieve with fibers and there was no one really doing anything in the beauty space um how can we wear something instead of applying a cream or doing brushing or doing all these things that take up time and effort that you go oh yeah i'll do that for a week and then, you know, it gets to day five and you're already out the door and you haven't put your cream on or dry brushed or, you know, whatever it might be. So coming up with it like a simple solution that is also effective was my main goal. Um, I always struggled with cellulite as well. It was always something that um, uh, me having polycystic ovarian syndrome, you know, created havoc with my hormones and um you know a lot of the time I got advice on oh you know just eat cleaner and do more exercise and but no matter what I did it didn't solve that problem I needed something else um so that kind of put my radar on like what what are the other solutions that will be easy and that I can just kind of like you know, we say as easy as putting your undies on and walking out the door um, and having it work for you. And that's kind of where the whole concept and then all the research went into creating cell skin. Yeah, it's such a crazy story because I myself, you know, I'm very similar to you in terms of struggling with the appearance of cellulite. And I think a lot of women and men can relate but I think it's amazing that there is technology available and now available in Australia. And I know that, you know, you have your products manufactured in Italy. Um, tell mm -hmm. us how you came about finding these manufacturers in Italy. As I know, uh, your heritage is Italian also. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I was doing the private label business, we were doing a lot of hosiery out of Italy. Um, that was one of the main things we're doing because they've got incredible technology and machinery and so forth that really China doesn't, didn't have um, at the time. And through all those relationships, you know, they would always show me, okay, you know, we've got a product that stretches much um, to a bigger size than other products. And obviously they, as, as manufacturers, look at a point of difference to what you know China can offer and so forth so they can grab some of that market and that's where the relationship grew with my manufacturers from there um, and they really helped facilitate you know creating cell skin and cell skins all on circular knitting machines so there's no seams and you know things that kind of um, 
bulk up and get in the way and all that sort of stuff. So they really helped in the development and that's where that relationship became solid and I decided to manufacture in Italy. Wow, that's so amazing that, you know, there's so much technology available to us outside of our own, you know, direct country. And I think that's another thing for anyone listening is, you know, broaden your horizons and do your research because it does pay off because there is a lot of different, you know, machinery, as you mentioned, available to us just from a different location. And I would love to know more about the technology in your garments because it is quite amazing. And I know a lot of people listening to this are probably like, well, how does it work? Could you give us a brief little summary of how your technology actually works to help reduce the appearance of cellulite? Yeah, so it's a specialised fibre. Um, you probably would have seen on like, you know, TV networks and things like that where they've sold garments that um, have like a wash on it, that, like to smooth skin and so forth. So they normally have, you know, a caffeine. Um, it's almost like they've embedded a cream into the fibre. So then after you've washed it a certain amount of times, that's it, it's done, you know, you it's not going to have any kind of effect. Whereas um, the fibre cell technology is actually um, a protein crystal that's in the fibre. And what it does is um, it uses, it's a bit technical, <laughs> but it uses infrared, which means all the heat that you're expelling out of your body, um, it repenetrates it and then it helps with um, creating more circulation, more blood circulation. And as we know with, you know, like face creams and vampire facials and all that sort of stuff, um, anything that produces more stimulation and more circulation then helps repair the skin and helps also with, um, you know, the cellulite pockets, rejuvenating those, getting blood flow through there, and then in turn has an effect of helping to reduce the appearance of cellulite. Mm, thank you so much for sharing. I think that will give so much more insight into your amazing product as well for anyone listening that wants to kind of find out more about you. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you have also trademarked this technology? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And how did that yeah. process go in terms of getting the trademark, you know, finalized and pushed through? I know a lot of people that are part of the Start and Scale program, which you also undertook as well, maybe even listening might find it a little bit challenging to get something trademarked do you have any tips or how you actually were able to do this we didn't have any issue with getting some trademarks um i think sometimes it, you know like there was a few things that we had to change to get the trademarks so i think it's just really communicating with the trademarks office and really kind of getting an understanding of you know what what, what tier you're trading like you're putting the trademark on and seeing if that fits into like really what you're selling um i think that was the main um thing is having that real understanding which really helps but you know like you can jump online and easily search easily have a look into what market you're selling into to get the trademark so there's heaps of information that is like readily accessible to you um, that you don't need to go through a trademark lawyer and all that sort of stuff. It's actually more straightforward than probably people actually think. Um, and then, you know, they give you, if there's something that comes up, they give you letters to inform you if there's something that they feel like isn't quite right. 
So you, then you can do some adjustments and, and things like that. So it's actually quite a straightforward process more than it seems daunting, but it's not as daunting as it, as it actually, you know, people perceive it to be. Yeah, it can definitely seem daunting. You're absolutely correct. And thank you so much for those insights because I know there's, you know, so much available, but some people might be deterred about it, but have this really, really great technology similar to what you do and want to protect themselves. So I thank you so much for sharing that insight. I would love to move on to now that you've kind of got the garment manufactured, you're happy with your final product. How did you go about informing and educating or even gaining an audience around such a unique product the one thing I was taught with the start and scale is to really simplify the message because I felt like um you know we understand it which is really difficult when you and your team understand it then you can create something and you're like it's you know that's really straightforward (laughs) and people are going to understand that and then you kind of send it around to friends and family or other colleagues and they're like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Um, So I think it's really important to kind of narrow down what is a clear proposition message for the customer and what's going to be most straightforward. So I think, yeah, the easiest thing and the best way forward for us was to really get as many people involved who just like don't understand what we're talking about. (laughs) Um, Don't even get the concept around like how can a garment do something like help reduce cellulite? Like, you know, that's kind of seems out of this world. Um, So it really helped us to kind of survey a whole lot of people, just even friends and family. Um, and then really narrow down that, you know, this is how we need to speak to the customer and get the message across. Um, I think that was, that's been like really useful because so many times I was like, yeah, that that sounds really straightforward. And then we sent it around to people and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's so confusing. (laughs) So I think that's, that's probably the biggest piece of advice is because you're in it so much and you've got such a high level of understanding that sometimes, you know, you're overcomplicating it and then the messaging just kind of gets lost. Mm. It's such a great tactic having those close to you that don't understand the product to give validation and feedback so you can reiterate and reiterate. And I think, yeah, it's a very like genius way of doing it if you, if you don't mind me saying so. But I feel like, correct me if I am wrong, with products that are – almost too good to be true in some sense. There would be some scepticism around the products. How have you gone navigating some of, you know, maybe the sceptics with your products and things like that to help kind of sell them on the idea or even just educate them further so then they can go on and actually purchase your product um, and see the results themselves? Yeah, I think that the two main things we found um work in this area because everybody's had broken promises you know like bought something that they're gone like well that really didn't work (laughs) so you know how do you differentiate our product actually really working and um you know we've got it all clinically uh tested and we've got data on that 
but then sometimes that's really not even enough. So the two main things that we did was we back our product with 30 day money back guarantee. So um, we believe that you're going to see results that in the end, we'll give you your money back if you feel like you haven't seen results. If you've worn them, you send them back, we throw them out, we give you your money back and that's the end of that. Um, so I think having that strong belief in our own self and our own product to be able to offer that to the customer is really important. And then reviews are really important to us because the main thing is that people jump on and see what other people have said about your product and, you know, before and after pictures that people have uploaded. Um, they're the two main components in getting people across the line um, in terms of believing that they're going to see a benefit. Um, but I think initially, obviously, we're still building reviews as well. It's not that easy to get people to review your product, <laughs> even if they love it and they've come, you know, two, three, four times and shopped with you. Um, it's it's difficult to get people to leave a review. Um, I know I'm the same. I kind of reject the email <laughs> quite a bit, um, even if there's sometimes an incentive involved. It's just like I don't have time for that. Um, so I think that, you know, in initially while we're trying to build the review process and getting people to leave more reviews, I think the money back guarantee really helps. Mm, I think it's such a solid strategy as well to, you know, show that you have faith in your product, but also build trust with your communities as well, which is really, really awesome to see. And with um, obtaining social proof, do you... I know that it's kind of hard to use before and afters in advertising and things like that, especially on Facebook. How have you kind of navigated um, around those challenges with advertising your brand or your product when you're not allowed to showcase before and afters in, in Facebook ads? Yeah, that's really difficult. And it's really funny because we get a lot of people going, well, why don't you show before and afters? Like if it really works and I'm like, oh, I suppose, you know, I never even knew that you couldn't do that. Like until you're in it, you're like, um, so it's just really about um, for us getting our consumers to talk about the, like, you know, what they've seen in, in results um, and how they feel about the product and really then getting people to um try and get people to click through and see the results and all that sort of stuff on our site. Um, that's the only way we can work around, you know, not being able to show before and afters, um, not being able to say a lot of sentences around, you know, anti-cellulite and reducing cellulite. You know, there's lots of restrictions in how we can speak in ads on socials. Um, so I think it's just like it's it's navigating that, trying to get across as much as possible the effects of the product and mainly using it as a tool of um, giving them understanding about the product instead of necessarily talking about the results and then um, and then hopefully getting them to go, oh, this is interesting enough that I want to do some research and then they'll have a look at our results page and so forth. 
Um, but we do cop a lot of slack on socials about, well, why don't you show that, um, you know, it's having some effect or the before and afters, but um, obviously it's not possible for us to show that. Hey there, Nathan Chan here, CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine. If you're enjoying From Zero to Founder and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the Founder Podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more, and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. From kind of obtaining these social proof and things like that, you've mentioned how you'll use them on your website as well as I'm sure across your Instagram. I've gone on there and had a look and it looks really, really great. Um, have you found that you've been pushing sales from more of these organic channels like Instagram because you can see this social proof and the re- reviews more freely? At this stage, no, because our following's really quite small um, and we're, you know, we're putting strategy together to grow, you know, the socials. Um, at this stage of the business, you know, a lot of our customers do come from paid ads. Um, or a lot of our community ends up coming through paid ads. Um, it's just how we're getting the best visibility at the moment. Um, and we're trying to grow our email database as well in that way, in using ads to grow our email database as well. Um, we're also um, doing a lot of collaborations with other businesses and actually the start and scale community is like, really come up um, and helped along you know there's lots of like-minded business people on the community that um, we're I think we've got three or four collaborations in the pipeline um, just through the community which has been amazing so um, so anyone that we feel like we have there's like-minded customers um, that may have interest and, you know, are into, um, you know, well-being and, and things like that, then we work with other brands as well to kind of um, help grow the community too. Mm. And I think that's such a smart way to doing it, you know, cross-collaborating between other brands, especially to get that awareness out there. And it's such a great tactic that you've probably seen great results from. Um, speaking towards your launch, um, you had a great launch and, were you kind of using your email database that you built up so carefully to have such a successful launch? Is that kind of what you were pushing the momentum with at the time? We did build, we did start building the email database, um, but I'm kind of impatient. <laughs> so, um so we did start off with a much smaller database than what we had hoped for. Um, but we just found that um, we were just going to go with it. We were just going to see if there's a market for this product, you know, will people really get an understanding of what we're trying to, uh, you know, achieve or will people just go, oh, this seems too far-fetched for, you know, like, how how can this work for me and have an understanding 
So, um, so we really worked in trying to um, build like the email database through um, lead gen ads. Um, we did a lot of that sort of thing to kind of then, um, then I suppose scale it in a way to then have our funnels in place so that then people got a big understanding of um, what, how the product works. They got a good introduction into why it works. I think that was one of the most important things for us. Um, so even though we potentially weren't getting people converting straight away, but we were getting them into a flow so that then we could give them a better understanding of the product. Mm, I think that's really smart and using your funnels also to further entice people through education because, you know, email marketing is a great space to inform and put up certain campaigns and hopefully, as you mentioned, convert those customers. And how was the success of your launch in terms of revenue growth or sales that actually came through? Were you kind of happy with how the launch was with your expectations and not being so patient? Yeah, definitely. I think we were kind of blown away with the response, we were blown away that we didn't have a huge email database. Um, and then, you know, very quickly we hit six figures, um, which we were like really blown away with. We weren't expecting that. Um, so, um, yeah, we were, we were wrapped and just like, looking at a way to then continuously build into the future of how, you know, we didn't want to be, okay, we launch and we start creating all this revenue, but then, you know, that falls also. Um, but we've steadily, you know, increased month on month on, in sales, which has been amazing. Um, but I think it's, you know, part of that is being setting that foundation, like, you know, um, with the Start and Scale program, just going through like, you know, module by module by module, it felt like we can, we really set up everything um, we could, even though, you know, like probably some of the modules, I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing, but I did it anyway. <laughs> and then I was like, it gave us some great ideas and a little bit more pointers so I felt like by the time we actually launched, we can't. We had everything in place. We had, you know, we had our avatars and we had, you know, um, a little bit of our marketing strategy and we had um, our tone of voice down pat and all these things that um, you probably think, oh, you know, like it's going to take too much time to do and we'll just start and we'll learn how we go. Um, was really beneficial in, you know, having a great launch for us. And really, you know, when we were talking to people who were running our Facebook ads and so forth, then we were like, well, this is the demographics that we're going for. This is who we really feel is, you know, going to purchase our product. And then we had a foundation of building from there and going, okay, well, maybe this avatar wasn't actually working but this one is actually who our customer base is. So it's been a great learning and unfolding as well. 
Mm. And I think it's such a great perspective that you have wanting to to keep growing steadily and having the foundations in place, but also be willing to pivot from your original idea is something that I think is a really, really great um, attitude to have as well, because the more feedback you get, the more you're going to understand your audience, which is exactly what you've done. And I also know that in terms of your steady growth, you have two stockists at the moment as well. How did that come about of actually obtaining stockists to sell your product, not just online, but also physically in, in storefronts? Um, I think it was just like for us, it was mainly approaching people to see, you know, if there was an opportunity there, if they had an understanding and it was something that they wanted to take on board. So I think I would suggest for anyone who wants to have stockers as well is really just go out there and just see, you know, like use LinkedIn, um, use existing contacts, um, you know, write a list of potentially the stores you want to be in um, and then just go see who you actually know who potentially is, a, you know, it might be a third contact, um, but then can just give you an in. Um, I mean, that's how we kind of um, found some stockers. Um, Obviously, we would love to have more because it just helps get our brand out there as well. So that will be definitely an ongoing process for us. Um, and I feel as the word gets out there anyway, you know, a lot, a lot of more, a lot more businesses will have some interest in in the product. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's really kind of chasing those connections. Mm, and networking is so key in this industry. And I think, you know, like you said, utilizing LinkedIn and the other platforms that we have available, you can make such great relationships and, and hopefully get those stockers. So that's really, really great insight. And I do believe also back in November, you were featured in the Daily Mail. How has that gone in terms of getting more awareness to your brand as well? Yeah, that kind of really highlighted that we probably need to do some PR. <laughs> um because um, they actually just found us on TikTok. So they just found, um, we didn't even know that she was going to do a write-up um, on Cell Skin or, you know, have us featured on Daily Mail. Um, so it was, it came as a surprise to us. We were kind of like, oh, where's some sales coming from? <laughs> um, you know, where are all these extra sales coming from? Um and yeah, so it kind of highlighted that in our strategy that we also need um, to do some more PR because it hasn't been, you know, I suppose being a smaller business, you've got, you, you, you're, you're putting on so many different hats a day. It's sort of like, okay, so where do we focus our main resources and time and obviously our money as well, our budgets. Um, but yeah, that's how it just came along. She just literally found some, us on TikTok and then wrote something about us. So, um, you know, even doing your natural um, your social media, you just kind of never know who you're actually talking to at the end of the day. Um, but definitely PR is in incredible for, for the brand too. 
Mm. And isn't that crazy to think that you were just posting thinking that you might get a few new uh, sales here and there and then it just blew up astronomically, which is so, so great. But have you since then kind of thought, okay, how am I going to take TikTok more seriously or how am I going to improve my strategy for TikTok because you've realized how powerful it can be? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think all aspects of social media, I think, you know, there's so many moving components of, you know, uh, everything in the business. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, you know, even things like um, Instagram reels have been incredible for us. We get quite a bit of engagement and we kind of been hitting the mark with the customer on those. Um, so it's it's always putting out content, which is a big key for us as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's developing, you know, like which platform are you going to, you know, really spend the time on, um, and TikTok, TikTok seems to be, you know, a great platform, um, in terms of getting snippets of content. So for us now, we have to just work out how we get that across really clearly to our customers now without making it too complicated as as well um so there's definitely a strategy in place um you know for tiktok for sure it's such a great outlet and i think it's shows more connection to brands as well which i think is really really fresh and exciting and especially as you mentioned you have so much education for your audience it's another outlet that you can kind of connect with a different demographic or like you had mentioned earlier another avatar that you can create based off a new platform which i think is really really smart Um, And I noticed also on your website, you do have a little bit of an upsell now, which is your scrunchies. How has that worked in terms of increasing your average order value? Um, It's been great. So um, that was a few of the little tips that Starter Scale had in there. Um, And we just thought, you know, we do a wash bag, which is like a free gift with purchase. Um, And... And that's been incredible. We have a lot of people who buy a second one as well. So that's helped with average cart order value. Um, the scrunchies have been great too to add to cart. So increasing that that um, value rate. Um, and then they've also been, because our product is, you know, $100 value, it's $99. Um, so it's been great for also using as a marketing um product as well so it's like a gift with purchase to throw in that's you know it's not like reducing our core item because our because currently we're only got one product um so we don't want to be reducing the price of that product as well so it gives us an option to have like you know uh this weekend we're going to throw some scrunchies in and so is it just gives us an option for for marketing as well Mm, such a great insight to that and I'm sure a lot of people listening will think that's really key what you mentioned is not discounting your actual product but still enticing the buyers with an additional free gift which I think is really really smart move there too and working towards wrapping up I'd love to know you've touched upon a few things in terms of how you plan to scale but are there any big picture plans that you see for you know sell skin in the next three months six months or even a year that you want to kind of explore to help grow the business even further we definitely want to um, launch more product. Um, we're, we 
don't want to launch a massive amount of product, but just from having the shorts on the market, um, we get continuous emails and DMs and all sorts of stuff saying, when are you going to do a legging? Like, I really want a legging. Um, I suppose because most of us are like living in leggings all the time and now we're so used to it. It's like everyone's that much more casual these days. Um, so I think one of our main objectives is especially for the winter period is to um, launch a legging. And I feel like that will um, drive sales as well because we've got a lot of customers in our database who are the short wearers who now want, you know, something for winter or, you know, um, or a more active product. So that's one of the strategies. And then the other strategy is to kind of... Um, really scale our email database so get as many people in our funnel as possible um and yeah we're open to um other retailers we'd really love to get in the beauty space um with retailers because i feel like um you know that's where we sit it'll give um our customer people a real understanding that you know we are a wearable beauty product we're not just another activewear brand or shapewear brand or anything like that. Um, we are sitting in that space. Um, so in the next, you know, uh, three to six months, that's really where we want to where we want to sit and um, really kind of scale the business in that way. Mm, that sounds so exciting, and I look forward to seeing all those new products that you have coming hopefully and um i know there's a stockist near me so i'm definitely going to go check you guys out but the last question that i have and my favorite question is for anyone listening that might be you know stuck with an idea and wanting to experiment and kind of launch their business what would be the advice that you would kind of give to them i think you know i found like doing the start and scale even though you know i had done business before you know like I had a private label business and so forth um I just found that each module did a step-by-step for me even though you know I've done business plans in the past and so forth I just felt like just that structure around it really helped now I feel like you know the business has launched and I've got everything in place um, even though, you know, with business, it continually, continually tweaks and moves and, you know, you need to adjust and you learn more and more and it evolves naturally. Um, I just found it a great kind of stepping stone to work out, okay, you know, I was in the position I had a product, but okay, let, what do we do now? Like branding, you know, all those moving components that can be so overwhelming when you first sit down and go, okay, I'm going to launch this business. And you go, oh my God, there's like about 50,000 things that I need to do before I launch it. So, you know, I would really recommend um, to do the start and scale. So you've got that module by module, which was so beneficial for me. Um, and then I suppose just do it. Like, <laughs> You know, it's just, you know, you can overthink things, I think, for so long that, you know, the idea isn't good enough or, um, 
you know, the space that I in, is it too niche? Is there anyone going to buy, they're going to be buying the product? I don't understand how to market like correctly and so forth. Um, but I feel like it's just an evolution. Um, you know, we started with the, the shorts, the cellulite shorts, um, and that's just an evolution that, you know, those shorts might not be the same in a year's time. We might evolve those. Um, you know, I think that if you wait till everything's perfect, you'll never start. So I think just start and just as you learn, evolve. I really enjoyed all that insight and I want to thank you again, Vanessa, for sitting down and sharing, you know, your whole journey with Cell Skin and I can't wait to see what you, you do in the future and hopefully we can catch up again soon. But thank you so much for being part of this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been great chatting with you. Hey guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want to access the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com or head to the link in the show notes.